You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Tēnā koutou katoa. I'm Paul Kanawa, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 minutes of science fiction history for October 18th. When someone asks you about movies made in New Zealand, you probably start thinking about hobbits, wilder people, and possibly even a pork pie or two. But what about one of the earliest science fiction movies ever to be made in New Zealand? I'm talking of course about The Quiet Earth, the cult classic, Kiwi gem that was released 36 years ago today. Let's dive in. Released on this day in 1985, The Quiet Earth follows the story of Zach Hobson, a scientist who believes that he may be the only human left alive on Earth. Why? Well, that's because the planet has suffered a catastrophic event after a top-secret global energy project goes very wrong. Zach is played by New Zealand actor Bruno Lawrence, and he does what many of us might do if we were the last person on Earth. That's right. He starts driving construction vehicles through buildings, and he moves into a flash house that's suddenly come on the market. But eventually, the fun wears off, and the implications of being completely alone begin to sink in. The Last Human, Lone Survivor story is a tale that many movies have explored, but having the last survivor of a post-apocalyptic sci-fi nightmare be a Kiwi bloke who's wandering the streets of Grey Lynn in Auckland, well, that's something new. Prior to The Quiet Earth, Sci-fi movies weren't really made in New Zealand. In fact, with the exception of a lost film from 1903 called A Message from Mars, The Quiet Earth is New Zealand's first sci-fi movie to ever hit the big screen. Loosely based on Craig Harrison's 1981 novel of the same name, lead actor Bruno Lawrence is one of three screenwriters who developed the story for the big screen, which was then directed by yet another New Zealander, Jeff Murphy. Murphy was already known down under for his 1980 movie Goodbye Pork Pie and he would later go on to direct Young Guns 2, as well as work for Peter Jackson as a second unit director on all three Lord of the Rings movies. But ask most Kiwis about Jeff Murphy, and it's The Quiet Earth that he's perhaps best remembered for. More on this in just a moment. On this day in 1989, Space Shuttle Atlantis lifted off on a five-day mission to send the Galileo space probe to the planet Jupiter. One of the many strengths of The Quiet Earth is how entertaining it is at exploring what could happen to the human mind when faced with a very extreme situation. And when Zack discovers two other survivors, things get even more interesting. First, he encounters Joanne, played by Alison Routledge, and then later Appy, played by Pete Smith. Between the three of them, they figure out the reason they survived. It turns out that at the moment the catastrophic event occurred, each of them was on the brink of... dying... The science doesn't feel too exact, but hey, this isn't reality, this is fantasy. For a movie that had a budget of just $1 million, the end result is something that actually looks much more expensive. Murphy and his crew were quite experienced at creating content with high production values for a fraction of the cost of Hollywood movies. A great example of this is when Zack discovers the wreckage of a passenger jet in the middle of the street. There's no CGI here, and yet what you're looking at on screen is really convincing. With an all-New Zealand cast and crew, The Quiet Earth was truly a homegrown success for the land of the Long White Cloud. At the 1985 New Zealand Film and Television Awards, 
It won every award it was nominated for across eight categories in total. And with that, The Quiet Earth had cemented its place in New Zealand film history. Today, The Quiet Earth is thought of as a cult science fiction adventure that remains one of the most cherished movies ever to be made in Aotearoa, which, by the way, is the Māori name for New Zealand. Na mihi nui, matewa. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for October 18th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.